0: Oh, the sweet sounds of Casey and Jojo they, It only means one thing Not a see reunion It means Valentine's Day is around the corner Time for Twisted Lister to countdown Our top 5 hookup songs This was a request by Harrison All My Life
1: by Casey and Jojo I have a very distinct memory Of making out with Kelly Clemens on my parents couch While this was playing a top 20 countdown In the background And me frantically searching for the remote To turn it the fuck off Uh, That was very
2: highly specific. I I
1: like that. (laughs) That is pretty specific. Wow, that didn't take long for a
0: specific anecdote to come out. Well, welcome to the show. It's the Valentine's Day edition. Top five hookup songs. We pull no punches. This is what we do. Uh, And yeah, welcome to the show. Of course, we've got plenty to do. We're going to recap last week's show. uh, We had a big entire river of dreams discussion regarding Billy Joel. If you listened to last week's show, it wasn't about Billy Joel. We also are going to talk to Chris Bonanos later. He's a senior editor at New York Magazine. He wrote a story, very timely, uh, ranking every single Billy Joel song ever. So we figured, w- w- who better to have on the lister? But first, we, we got to get down to business. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, too, that's happened since we were off the air last. Super Bowl halftime. There's the Grammys. Todd your boy Sam Smith okay your boy Sam Smith what we learned about after we got off the air last time is Todd has this unbelievable uh, knack for doing falsettos of, of certain rock stars you can do Sam Smith Todd I was wondering if you can do like falsettos on call like are there other falsettos oh. that you can do I mean you do a great Sam Smith too can you do a little bit of that Thank Sam you. do the Sam Smith singing won't back down because you were you were able to do that for us last time when we were off wow year, because right. there, everybody for this, but... yeah yeah everybody knows that of course what's happened the controversy with sam smith and 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 won't back down and you know and 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 now that that he's won grammys yeah well todd i feel like you could do falsettos on call so i have some others for you to do also i feel give me your sam smith todd give me give me harrison you were wait harrison you were impressed with this sam smith weren't you i mean it's 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 no tiny tim but he gets there let's do it all right yeah todd give it give it give it give us the sam smith give us give us sam smith uh either doing the hit
2: or doing won't back down. Oh, won't yeah. back alright, won't back down is, is better because okay. I don't want to do a straight up cover.
0: Okay. Oh. So uh Okay. Alright. Alright, give give it. No
1: how won't back down. No, I won't back
2: down. You can stand me up at the gates of him. But I...
1: Whoa, back down. There, there's my All you need rigid. is a ukulele, and you got it.
0: That's good now. <laughs> Todd, I want to do – can you do this? What I, do I hope with, I got Todd, the yearning. I hope I no, captured the yearning. But, Todd, if I put falsettos on – what I want to do is a game. If I put falsettos on one side and then songs on the other, can you match? Can you do covers? So, like, for example I, – uh, I, other a I game, Okay, games. all right, fine. Let's pull out Billy <laughs> – can you do – can you give me a give me a give me an Adam Levine doing like a Just the Way You Are by Billy Joel? Can you do that? Can you do something? Oh man! Wow! All right. can this you, is on the fly. Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> um, can,
1: can you give, Can you give me? I believe in you, Josh. You can do it. How love you? Just the way you are.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I need to can prepare the careful. Can that, you give me a that, – what, what about what about a
0: you got you a homework
1: for next week. Adam Levine. What
0: about a What Adam about Levine. a Dave? Ma- Since we talked to Rod Stewart last time, what about a Dave Matthews doing? Do you think I'm sexy? Can you do that?
2: Oh wow! <laughs> All right. If you think I'm sexy, can't you. Oh, it's you went into any well, better? You went. You went. Eddie, Edmund, no.
1: I, no? I think you all went right. into Eddie Vedder and category. Eddie
2: Vedder and, and <laughs> Dave Matthews.
3: There's a little
1: bit of overlap there. Can you do? <laughs> you gotta get if you think on the planet, that's how you get. You gotta oh, hit that. Right, that's I'm it. Sure yeah, that's it. Sure that yeah, that's it. Should do this.
0: All <laughs> right. What about what about the lead singer of Rustin <laughs> <laughs> Root doing River of Dreams? Can you give me that, oh, Todd? Wow. Oh wow! Can you give me? Can you give me oh, that? Oh,
2: all right. I'm trying to conceptualize it <laughs> right now. In my head, it's all coming together. Like a jigsaw puzzle in
0: my head. Um you're gonna, You got to you got to do some of the bird calls that he does. I don't woo, know in
2: the middle of the night. <laughs> we got in the middle of the night. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. You got to let
1: happen
2: like werewolf. That was good. That was so that was
0: good. Like, anyway, that was you know? Yeah, if no you're that still was person- good. You guys, I've, I don't, you know what? If if everybody left the the show, that's fine. But I've been sitting on that bit for a week. I just was, I just really
2: wanted to do it. I, I'm sorry, Harrison. If you want me to, it's gonna be a regular feature. Fans want
0: it. Yeah, fans want it. Okay. Well, anyway, getting back to the countdown. Uh, it's it's time to do the countdown and uh, top five hookup songs.
1: Harrison, get us started. This is this is top. I prepared for top song, top five songs to make out to. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. My list. My list isn't so much a list as it is a recipe for getting to where you want to get to, okay? You play these oh, songs wow. in this order, and I guarantee you, whatever you want to have happen oh, it's will a, be oh, it's will a proper consent also happen. It is a mixtape this week. Okay, All right, my number five, a little bit out of left field. This might surprise some people. Hide and Seek by Imogen Heath. <laughs> A song made famous on the O.C. when Marissa shoots Trey in that dramatic moment. Todd knows what I'm talking about. Wait, Trey? <laughs> Who... Oh, Trey's name. Wait, Trey. What, who's, what, Ryan. What's his name? Ryan. 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 Come oh, on, Ryan. let's get Oh, Ryan. Oh, yeah, okay. Ryan. Who's Trey? Sorry, no, sorry. I don't know. That's what you <laughs> This song? Yeah. Uh, now, you're saying to yourself, why yeah. is this a make-out song, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely said that to myself. It's doing. the timber and it's the tempo, man. It's a heartbeat tempo. So this music's on the same pace as your heartbeat. <laughs> it works. It works. Trust me.
2: <laughs> I didn't see him. What you want? All right.
1: Okay. All right, Harrison. All right, I'm trying. I'm trying
2: to go with it. I'm yeah, we to just we, we just. There's can't... a lot of
1: different parts to the song. It builds, it ebbs, and it flows, and, but it keeps it. You know.
0: Should we check out another part of the song is that what you're saying uh, no, it... I mean
1: if you've heard that you know if you've heard the song you you would know it if not you should check it out uh... I
0: I will say this Imogen heap is worth checking out if you've not checked out Imogen heap her stuff's yeah. good Legitimately actually I've actually, good. Yes. I've actually
1: yeah. uh, been listening to her uh instrumental album as as uh work workplace music you know uh or the, her new album there's an inter- instrumental version it's really good <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Next. Uh, going on to number four, uh, and this one kind of hit me like a lightning bolt, um, uh, but it was Fade Into You by Mazzy Starr. Uh, and oh, this, yeah. is where you, this is where you pour the first glass of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like the play by play. Wow, oh, it's, yeah. it's a step by step guide. Yeah. I
0: too. So, during <laughs> so Imogen Heap, you've walked into Harrison's dojo at that point.
1: And then. And, well, Jeff, you see the, red, the red silks over the lampshade. Yes. And, you know. Yes. There's a single candle lit on the, you know, on the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it. And I it's still go. It's okay.
0: Cool. And what? Yep. All right. And what then is... from there,
2: classic 90s. On... You know, I was just gonna say classic 90s make-out
1: song right there. Oh, for for sure. And that goes into another classic 90s make-out song. From here, things get a little bit more serious, but also for us in our age, a little bit more nostalgic. So we put on Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews Band. Little, isn't it early for this? No? No, it's no. not early? It's not it's too not early. early. Yeah, that seems like you wait till, yeah. you know,
2: the moment's really there
1: you for that one. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe you do things in a different order than
0: I do. It's possible. But, you know. Yep, all right, we'll, we'll leave it there. Next! <laughs> <laughs>
1: So obviously, this song can be heard—you know—either sweetly or talking about a creepy stalker. It's up to you to decide your interpretation. Um, but from here, we move uh, Sunbox,
2: on. Our, our our high school band. We did cover this. We did cover
1: this one. in the Walter Johnson High School gymnasium. That's so it uh, didn't have, didn't have the impact we we're looking for on the uh, on the women, though. <laughs> none Probably at all. Not. Actually, no, I think. none whatsoever. <laughs> it's hard to quantify. Oh, all right. So, so, yeah, yeah, so that's number two, true. You've, yeah. you've made you made your first move, and she's like, I don't know, and then you put on this song, which is "In Your Eyes" by Peter Gabriel.
0: Yeah. Well, wait. I, you know, I was. Uh, you, you had said that you wanted to go over a little, uh, th- some thoughts on Lloyd Dobler. So I don't know if you do that in between. Usually, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to. Oh, oh yeah. I'm <laughs> my here, man. Oh, I'm so. I'm so. Oh, oh, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, this game, you're though. gonna blame me. Is it why you didn't get the hookup? You're gonna blame me? Yeah. Oh man, I don't think that's I was, fair. I was gonna
1: talk over. I, I don't. Here all I right. Okay. Yeah. That's.
0: No, that's understandable. I, I didn't realize. I'm sorry to throw off your game. I apologize. You always got <laughs> excuses, don't you? Huh? Always. Always excuses. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, so so after um so after you've gone in I mean, crash into me, that's that's not your set closer, huh? That's not your set closer. That's, my, that's mid closer. That's mid set. And then set, man. and then you're bringing in the classic. Right? You gotta, then, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well and then by the time number two. Yeah. Well you so about see crash so crash you made you started to make your move, you know, you got your hand on the knee. And then from there
0: yeah. So, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! You're
0: like no. So, so with this song, but by the time the Yusu and Duor kicks in on this song, then what? I mean, mm-hmm. for those of our listeners who aren't aware, Todd and I are or at least Todd knows I'm obsessed with Yusu and Duor. And oh we, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We, and this gives us a perfect uh, references. <laughs> <it. laughs> yes. If yeah, Todd, I should you should put Yusu and Duor on your falsetto
1: board. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh,
2: you're right.
1: <laughs> No,
2: no, no! Yusef andor does the 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 part at the end. Yes.
1: So this song obviously made famous in the movie. Say anything, and has endured ever since. I think part of the appeal of the song, other than being phenomenal for for a guy, but for women, it reminds them of Lloyd Dobler, who I think is kind of universally declared like the like the boyfriend every girl wants. We call it, you know, you could call it. This song kind of has the Lloyd Dobler effect to coin a phrase, and yes, and um, a, Lo-
2: a DC area band. His
1: name yes, is exactly. <laughs> uh, and but uh, Scott, I thought you'd appreciate Lloyd Dobler's uh, outlook on careers, and that that's what right. I was going to say. You should play, and this I think is why women really love him. I do love, um, yeah, he's I, a dreamer. I mean, this
0: clip, oh, it's great. I love this clip, and uh, and as you get older, you wrestle with the fact that this clip can never come true. But I can't. I and now it's of course not. Coming up, but uh, the clip that you were talking about, of course, is the famous Lloyd Dobler rant about what he wants to do when he grows up. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want to sell anything. And, Harrison, you went out of your way to find the clip. and
2: Of course, now, you know. It's- he doesn't want to sell anything that's bought or processed. He doesn't want to buy, you know, buy anything that's processed or sold, right? Is that yeah, that's is? correct, yeah. Want- yeah. And he wants to anything that's sold or bought.
1: And he wants to make a career in kickboxing, and nobody's knocked him out yet. So, you know, why not give it a shot? That's right. Yeah, more yeah, yeah. of the future. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, it's well, like podcasting is a viable career choice. Oh, it is.
0: <laughs> it fully is, as you can tell oh, yeah. by how professional we are here on the lister. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's obvious that we could use a, a producer for this show. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this anyway. is no, no, no. You know, not anyway, because maybe at some point uh, we'll hear from Lloyd Dobbler himself. But. It doesn't seem to want to load. This is why you do pre-production. Anyway, yeah, we, we get the. So point. This is This is you. So Lo- you wanted to talk a little bit about Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd Dobler, right?
1: I'll well, just say I think he's like I think, mm-hmm. I, to the way, for the women I've talked to, generally speaking, they, those who've seen the movie, tend to think of him as kind of this very idealized version of what a, uh, you know the ideal man, in a weird way. And those are the good girls. Those are the ones you want to go out. If a girl's like like Lloyd Dobler, I think that that's a world I can live in. So, uh, but I think it's a very...
2: You have to say it's a Gen X thing.
1: Definitely. Oh, a very Gen yeah, X it's thing. It's not like millennials are
2: going to be uh, all about the wood dobbler.
1: Also not that. trying to make out with millennials. That's fine. Well, that's admirable. <laughs> yeah, that but is I can't say go. that yeah. for my
2: brothers, but that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you...
1: So we... Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I and... was saying, to say... Was... You go ahead.
2: No, no.
0: No, no. I was... No, no. It's fine. Okay. Well, here it is. Oh,
3: all right.
1: With
2: well, I, for one, am glad she that is... you mentioned... No peter gabriel on the show because i'm a huge peter gabriel fan i tried to work him into my list this week but it just didn't quite didn't quite work gotcha so uh, i'm happy that i'm happy that he made an appearance do you have that there scott no i don't this is not this is the
0: ghost of john cusack coming down and telling us don't play this clip i don't want you to play okay that's that's what this is that's fine yeah
1: gotcha okay so anyway uh after you've Found the you convince this girl that maybe you're a great guy just like john cusack or lloyd dobler then you you hit you bring the hammer down and that's marvin gaze let's get it on that makes sense that's your that's yeah. your
0: closer yeah that's your that's your closer <laughs> now how how successful is this mixtape? can we get tape? the audio can yeah we... how how successful is this mixtape harrison what's the case it has never like?
1: failed <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: so he's saying
2: 100 percent
0: no i'm
1: saying it's never failed <laughs> They're saying 60% of the time it works. It works every All time. All the time. Every yeah. time. All the time. There we go. Bonus feel-
2: points for its inclusion at the end of High Fidelity. Oh. Very tight. Oh.
0: So glad you mentioned that. So glad you mentioned that. That's a great, <laughs> I great scene. We're talking about Cusack. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah. yeah natural
2: yeah. transition.
0: Harrison, I feel bad that I let you down as a producer. I, I'm sure you spent all day trying to find that YouTube clip. I apologize. You're gonna. It's. A, you're Harrison. You're gonna have to bring your own producer to the show. I think
1: you can hire. I know. Company. I know. Yeah. I got a guy. I got yeah. A guy. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so my list again. Yeah. If you definitely want to have a great Valentine's Day this uh, this year, I would say you play hide and seek. Fade into you. Crash into me. You see a thing here. Crash into you, Crash into me. Crashing yeah, to me? Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. In your eyes, and let's get it on. All right, oh, yeah. all right. Uh, oh, all right.
0: I, so I'm up. I'm up. All right. Well, now my list has a certain '90s dorm room feel to it. Uh, I think. Wait, do I? go? Yeah, yeah. And uh, as a certain '90s dorm room feel to it. Uh, as certain Gen Yeah, yeah. That's right. So <laughs> I, I went. So I, oh, I, wow. I, I. Horrible. <laughs> went there. Yeah, yeah. Harrison did go there, uh, and uh, so I started things off with a little Shaggy. Yeah, you know, 20.
1: back wow. in the late, back wow. in the, yeah,
0: yeah. That's right.
1: That. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. I mean, come on, you guys. <laughs> As we talked about, you can tell why my songs to score to conversion rate was relatively low (laughs) okay so i start things off with shaggy there then i got a song then now back in the day back in the day before everything was available online and of course you were you were a prisoner to your own collection you couldn't just dial a song up on demand right so i had a cover in my collection of sexual healing now little did i know this was not going to do it with the ladies but I had a cover uh, a cover by a certain 90s band of Sexual Healing, which was off the No Alternative uh, album, and it was Soul Asylum. And, you know, this was one maybe I tried a few times. I don't think it did much, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, but anyway, because, you know, the bottom line is, if you're trying to score, Dave Perner's voice just isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it. Uh, that's the that's, yeah. That's, I was that's, gonna say, Dave Perner's voice isn't exactly Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> the bottom line. Um, Dave Perner's voice probably not gonna cut it. But you know, it's good because then after she left, I could follow it up with playing misery. On my own, so uh, that was fine. That worked out well. <laughs> anyway, I can't dial this That's up again Dave. Dave Perner doesn't want us to hear that. Oh, maybe I can hear it. Is. Oh yeah, here it is. Here it Wait, is. Here it? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, you guys. If you're not familiar with this, oh, here it is. An obscure cover. Uh, when compilation albums
2: were a big thing. Oh, compilation yeah. albums. Yeah.
0: 90. Here it is.
2: And soundtracks and benefit albums.
0: Yeah. Oh, babe. Okay, hold on. It's coming. I'm sure that's how they wanted that song. Oh how did the ladies not just <laughs> crawl through? I'm mean, gonna call this. Yeah.
1: I'm mean, gonna call this on Dave Printer's part, and more so on your part. Not, not seeing the forest for the trees, right? Uh, <laughs> very nice, very
0: nice. All right, next up. Next up, I, do, I I bring in another version of sexual healing, which is which is uh, familiar with all of
1: us. who? who what? So you're already a strike two, and you're gonna go right back to the well, man. So you're just I like, told you, this is oh, what? No, no, no. These are you're throwing balls here, so that's like yeah, so well, already, yeah. But my my, my last, last two you're slider, fastball, and you're going back to fastball. My man. last two are
0: strong. My last two are strong. But you're right. Wow. It took me. Hey, He's got you know what, You know what, Harrison? Harrison, I'm a late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> because then I'm playing Maximilian sexual healing, and I'm still not getting any. Hey, th- you know what? We talk about songs you just can't turn off. Oh yeah, guys, I can't find the knob. Reggae
1: hip hop isn't the real panty you
0: I just said I can't find the knob, but that's probably what she said. But I can't find the knob. I can't turn it off. Oh, I'd love to be in the meetings when they talked about how this one was produced. Okay. Continuing with the '90s, uh, the, the '90s dorm room theme. Okay, I have. I'm gonna go with a sensitive singer songwriter from that era, with a little Pat McGee band. Okay, a little Pat McGee, and I'm throwing on Pat McGee, and it's yeah. and it's it's a yeah, that's right, Harrison, and it's Who Stole Her From Heaven? Okay, and if this one doesn't get the ladies, back in 1999. Ninety eight, ninety, whenever. Come on. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that baseline. <laughs> Wait for the vocals. Wait for the vocals. But this is not, I want to make something clear. This is not the studio version. This is uh, on Spotify, you can't find the version of, which was off of From the Wood. Yeah, I only found the live right. version. Now, the yeah. From the Wood version, doesn't it have the little, like, the the chimes in the beginning? Because I think the chimes yeah, are really what got so. the ladies into it. And uh, this yeah. does. Yeah, the what chime.
1: ladies? Oh, the ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only thing is. What? In my theory, going like well, my list is too fast, man. You need, you need oh, slow songs. but it's so sensitive. It's, it's so, so upbeat.
3: Oh,
0: she's she's indie at that point. Who stole it from yeah, Evan Look, Pat McGee? I,
2: I, I yeah. have to applaud the inclusion of Pat McGee. Thank you. Um, because for anyone who was in college in the late '90s. Uh, Pat Man- and it may be in the Mid-Atlantic or even Midwest. I was in the Midwest. You know, Pat McGee was a big part of the game. So, that's <laughs> that's right. You know, I'm not going to deny that Pat McGee was not. You know, didn't get heavy rotation. You
0: know, I-, I would, I would love to go down a whole path, a Pat McGee path, but I don't think this is the show oh, to yeah. do it on. And also, it's
2: quite a sinkhole. I can- oh no.
0: I can well there I yeah I found plenty on YouTube but I, I can't find from the <laughs> sure. wood is what has uh, ironically from the wood the name of the album uh, has <clears throat> has all these all this stuff on it and it's not on Spotify and unfortunately in the Twisted Lister studio I don't have a CD player but uh, who could forget Rebecca that was a big one of course oh, with yeah. all the ladies you know that was yeah that stable. was that, that was, was a big like, one I mean yeah big they all sound the same, by the way. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> that might be why he never got big. Anyway, uh Bickey's number two. Number one on my list, yeah. Crash Into Me, no doubt about it. Crash Into Me, Harrison. So I agree with you with the inclusion of Crash Into Me. Number one on my list, without a doubt. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Todd, your list. This
1: is why you're a virgin marriage so <laughs> oh, yeah. all right well yeah, i i'll uh, deep dig sorry i need that to point was... out on <laughs>
2: scott's list there's a twisted lister first i think it's the first time we've ever had two of the same song different artists but the same song on this on one list true that is, oh uh, yeah <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> lister first. First.
0: i hope i didn't break a rule by doing that
2: no no not you didn't break a rule i just want no to because i think it, i'm pretty sure it's the first time yeah no rules here um Scott, do you want to do you want
0: to sum up your list real quick? Yeah, Before so so my my list is uh, Shaggy's Angel <laughs> Four is the obscure sexual <laughs> healing cover by Soul Asylum. Three is and again it was the personal kind of attachment to these songs. Uh, Maximilian Sexual Healing. Unfortunately, there's not much of a female attachment to these songs. Number two, Who Stole Who Stole It From Heaven by Pat McGee,
2: and number one, Crash Into Me,
0: Dave Matthews. All right, yes. good list. Good list.
2: All right, now I'm gonna. This is and I I did I want. I did mention earlier, but I feel like this is like our Fifty Shades of Lister episode. So <laughs> if we're gonna have an alternate title, that could be it. You know, we're you know we know it's Valentine's Day. This is Fifty Shades Blister. So, and I have five shades to share. So, um, at number five, I, I do have Dave Matthews, but I do not. It's not crash into me. It's actually number forty-one. Dude, this is a great uh, call, Todd.
0: Todd, this is a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. Thank you. Carter, right you there, playing. Carter doing the percussion, bringing it in. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. oh, it's beautiful. Oh yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. Oh, this is. Great yeah, hair, it this makes is... you want. It, I, I feel like it makes people want to make out. <laughs> anyone weird, who, yeah. over the age of thirty, yeah. maybe over the age of thirty-two.
0: Well, and the lyrics. The lyrics are so great. The li- I mean, the lyric. Tonight we're lovers. Tomorrow we'll go back to being friends. It's like the ultimate. It's so weird because it's. You know, I'm gonna say this, and this may take the listeners may disagree, but it's like. It's the ultimate, it's a guy song disguised as a chick song, right? And that's the ultimate makeup yes. song, right? Because it's yes. like, no, you that's know a what? Great way to put it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine tonight. Let's just do this. And then we'll be fine tomorrow. When in reality, you won't be. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No,
2: I just. I, so this song. And I love the way me, it builds. I, I always. Yeah, oh, it builds so well. It, that, yeah, that's a good point, which ties into the whole theme here. But, um,. Crash Into Me was always a little too literal for me. So, you'll see my, my, my issue, I guess, with some of with this, the criteria here was that songs, with they're too literal, I just couldn't I couldn't quite go there. So, with number 41, it's not quite as literal. You don't have the uh, hike up your skirt a little, show your world to me, you know, which you have in Crash Into Me. Number 41, not yeah, as I said, it's not quite there, but for college girls of the late 90s, you know, number 41, great, you know, who wouldn't love that? Um, and and actually, I used to tell girls in college that I was in a Dave Matthews cover band. That was one of the things <laughs> I said, which was not entirely fictional. I was in a band, and we did cover Dave Matthews. Well, and based we we're in... not exclusively a Dave Matthews cover band. So, you know, so that I so I did cover number 41 in college. So that's that, that I grew attached to it.
0: And based on your talents for you the falsettos, you could you could easily handle this, you know? I was
2: I definitely had to employ the falsetto on this. Yeah. It's pretty high. Oh. All right, so moving on to number four uh, yeah. on the countdown. And I had to include Dave Matthews because I just feel like, you know, in our – the era that, you know, we were the, – the, the, our generation, you know, it, it would be criminal not to include him in this list. So moving on to number four, I, wanted, I went old school here. I guess more old school than, than any of the other stuff on anyone's list, um, but I went with uh, Sam Cooke and "Bring It On Home to Me," uh, which has been one of my favorites for a long time. And uh, and Sam Cooke, actually, I, I we have not I don't think talked about him at all on the lister, but I feel like it's you know it's it's overdue, and um, I think he's one of the greatest singers of all time, the greatest soul singers, greatest singers of any genre. Um, And there's a a great, one of the albums, one of the many compilations of Sam Cooke's songs. It's called Sam Cooke, The Man Who Invented Soul. And I think that sums it up pretty nicely. But um, yeah, I mean, his his voice, if you haven't listened much to Sam Cooke, I highly recommend it. And uh, he's been very influential. And there's a great quote, I believe it was Van Morrison that said it. it, could be Rod Stewart. Uh, that's weird that I'm confusing that, but uh, but he yeah. said that uh, Sam Cooke could, could, is one of the, the, uh, the only people he's ever heard that could sing the phone book, and it would still sound amazing. So I always thought that was a cool quote, and I, I agreed with it, because Sam Cooke could be saying anything, and it would sound good. But I think Bring It On Home Say. To Me is just a great song. And, and it's been covered by John Lennon and McCartney separately, and covered by Wilson Pickett, Aretha Franklin, Sonny and Cher... Bon Jovi, She and Him, Zoe Deschanel's duo with M Ward, and R. Kelly. So if, you oh. know, if you're looking for a cross-section of artists oh my God, that, no that way! worship Sam Cooke, I think that's impressive, you know? No way, range. Todd. R. R. Kelly. R. Kelly, yeah. Wow. Yes.
0: Wow. I, um, that's amazing. Which
2: actually ties in beautifully to my number three pick, which is the Ignition Remix by none other than R. Kelly and uh in my opinion his finest most catchy um thinly veiled sexual metaphor um that he has and that's the ignition remix i don't know if we can get that on the audio but to me it's an incredible song whether you're an r kelly fan or not i feel like you gotta give it some respect yeah and, this is where... I talk to people. what
0: yeah this is the, the r kelly topic is an interesting one and this is a great song um, oh, yeah. But, R. Ar-
2: Kelly.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Look, you gotta separate the man
2: from. Well, this is know, a whole separate.
0: And that's a whole separate episode, right? About music, where uh, Harrison, Gary Glitter, where you have to separate the man from the music, right? Right. Just like
2: Kanye, you
0: know? And we'll talk about well, that Well, wait a minute. Later. That's unfair. You gotta separate. No, you gotta separate. Uh, R. Kelly's on a little different level. The only, the only thing they have in common no, is from Chicago, but
2: other than that. Yeah. So, you know, when I crowdsourced this week for the list a little, people were like, what about Bump and Grind? And I was like, look, this goes back to my, it's a little too literal, you know? And there is a test, I think, that I employed as criteria this week, and it's it's the straight face test. And if you can't play the song while, you know, hooking up and keep a straight face, it doesn't pass the
1: (laughs) test. That's my straight face (laughs) test.
2: You know? So and Shaggy's so bump- Shaggy's not
0: on your list. Shaggy
2: does not pass the test. <laughs> nor does bump and grind. That's a problem.
0: It's so, true. It's true. But let's talk a little bit yeah. you know what we should talk about music and, and making out a little I mean there there is that thing like you you didn't want now it's it got to be very different now because it's all controlled by the phone right so you can just you just dial something oh, up yeah. and there's a lot less uh, there's a lot less art to it but back in the day you didn't have want have that song that
2: would turn the girls' oh, yeah. head you right were putting the, on a cd and maybe you had a mix cd oh, Otherwise, usually you were dude, just putting on an album the wrong you wanted song. to speak it up on it
0: well first of all cuz you were so nervous you were like all right you, you when you get you don't want anything to screw up the 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 situation so the littlest thing and you know women the littlest thing and once once you lose them and Harrison that's why you're saying your stuff happens in a certain order because once you yeah. lose them it could be over you can't pull them back you in can't
1: lead in with Marvin Gaye you can't do it well yeah but also if you had
0: some head scratcher come on right head scratcher <laughs> but if you had some you know if you had some <laughs> like Dude. something come on that just didn't make any sense and then Anyway, that's so. I, I agree. Ignition definitely is going in the right direction. And, and the R. Oh, Kelly discussion's for another show. So, good And I, And I
2: actually, I, I want to, it's a postscript, but I do feel like Ignition Remix was one of those honorable mentions. I don't know if we mentioned on our best pop songs of the 2000s, but it definitely could have been on there. So, Ignition mm-hmm. Remix, to me, is one of those songs, kind of like uh, Crazy Love, Beyonce, which I think was our number one consensus. But it's one of those songs that, 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 you know, is suitable for many, many uses, including this one. So anyway, moving on to number two, um, I do have an overlap here with Harrison, and I have fade into you, Mazzy Star, um, and that song. Just you know, I think for anyone who uh, came of age in the 90s, uh, you know, I think any they can relate to that, and the the woozy vocal and woozy guitar. They make it; it's the perfect late night rendezvous song. It really is, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But here's
0: my here's my issue with what? "Fade Into You." Here's my issue. No, "Fade Into You" is yeah. a great song. "Fade Into You" is a great song. And now, yeah. here's the issue: Do enough are enough women familiar with the Mazzy Star catalog? I'm not, and not being sexist here, I'm not. There are plenty of women who do know music. I I, I feel you know. There's so. there's certain music that's more male. And there's certain music that's more female, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, you know. There's just anyway. I feel like well, Mazzy Star, I think
1: straddles that well to coin a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to know. All right. All appropriate. Fine, Mazzy Star, uh, make no, I think make it, it does
2: list. because I think I don't think it's. I, I mean, I, I I would I can't imagine saying that Mazzy Star is a band that appealed to males mostly. And the other, I think it's the opposite. I All think right. women of the 90s, you know, would relate more or like that song more than men. But that's the beauty of the song is that I think, you know, I've always thought it was a great song, and, um, you know, I think I would, I think most women of that. I was like, I was the finally to, inspired to, to put it on my list. It just kind of came out of nowhere, so. Well, I, we I think it's cool that we both had it on our list because we, we don't coordinate these things, so. You know, it's true. Well, that's know, pretty. So that's pretty obvious. The fact that it
0: was on both our lists was ba- based on yeah, the b- based on the production yeah. value of the show. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> we don't <should> coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> totally uncoordinated. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I,
2: I think it's cool that it was on both of our lists. Yeah. So.
1: What's so, your number I, one?
2: I, uh... All right. So my number <laughs> one is uh, the the Blower's <laughs> Daughter by Damien Rice, and uh, like that, that song. There we go. Be. Powerful, powerful song. Life goes Grace is Dark. Easy <laughs> this down. is a little,
1: it's a little, it's. To me, it's the. As you put your own lipstick on and look at yourself in the mirror.
2: Oh, that's messed up. Oh, on. A, that's you messed you, up. Come on. Oh. Into
1: bed. oh. You ruined the. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what?
2: Because it's a sensitive song.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's,
2: it's, this song is it's the king of the singer songwriter hill when it comes to, you know, make out. Now, songs, when
0: did did Damien Rice get lost in Middle Earth with all the Lord of the Rings movies coming out? What happened to him? He was a little Irish <laughs> yeah. man, uh, and then we never yes. heard from him. Yeah. He, he, oh wait, let's bring it full circle, you guys. I'm gonna bring it full circle. Damien Rice breakout right. hit with Cannonball on the O.C. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yes. On the O-C. Yeah. 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 But this is blower's so, art. Todd, so, give you your full explanation. Harrison
2: was so yeah. And and the song was used to brilliant effect at the beginning of the movie, Closer, if you ever saw the movie, Closer with Natalie Portman. Uh, It had Julia Roberts, Jude Law. Oh, that's where uh, she has
0: the pink wig on? Clyde Owen.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. They they use it at the beginning of the movie, and it's really well done. Um, It's Mike Nichols, I think, directed it, and he's the great director. But, um, but, you know, that's just one more kind of testament to the song. But I, I, I... I've always thought that song was an incredible song. And really, I put it as, like I said, it was kind of the king of the hill for all the singer-songwriters um, of the last you know, 10 or 15 years. Um, because that album, Oh, that Damien Rice put out with Cannonball and Volcano, incredible album, I think, from 2003. Um, but you could also, I could have thrown uh, Ray LaMontagne or David Gray in there, too. Uh, or Ben Howard, who's really come on recently from Australia. All of those, and I think they all qualify as great uh, in this category. So, um, and I do have honorable mentions, but uh, if I can get it better. I could not. But Blower's daughter, if you haven't heard it, definitely recommend it. That's my number one.
0: Cool. We well, cool. So now we got to make the definitive list. Todd, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't know if Harris and I are going to go with, with Blower's daughter. I mean, the Blower's daughter, you really did leave this wide. <laughs> As Harrison drops everything on the floor. Uh, yeah, you really did, and then it's all on the floor, and it all spilled on the floor. I just thought, Harrison, as I see everything falling on the floor there at your uh, at your your workstation at your your studio, I, I think of the I think of the the video. <laughs> I don't know why I had a flashback to this, but back in the day, sorry to get completely off. But I, I want to, you know, this has been a, this is like a super sized episode. But the video, which video in the Aerosmith trilogy where the
2: water bottle falls on the keyboard? <laughs> <You> guys, <laughs> wasn't it crying? Was it crying? <laughs> crying? No. I feel like it was crying? Do you guys remember? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was a metaphorical, yeah, the me- <laughs> very thinly veiled men- sexual metaphor okay i don't know why anything less from
1: i don't know why harrison just had a whole bunch of stuff travel yeah and i thought right anyway that's... i was thinking of the cake in the rain in uh november rain where the cake comes crashing down uh, to the ground that yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. at
0: least nobody brought up november rain well these are all very good uh i think dave matthews has a place on the final list uh and then we'll go from there so Crash into me is on two 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 uh two lists and, and Fade Star. and Mazzy Star. so those are guaranteed so those are the top two slots obviously uh, out of that out of those I would vote for number forty one being on the list too Harrison how do you feel about that
1: I don't think we can have two Dave Matthews okay. band songs on All right, there fine sorry All uh, right. but I'd like to th- I think in your eyes deserves a spot and oh. let's get it on I think I'm fine with both of those Todd how do you feel about both of those. I'm fine with those. Stuff. Wow, I'm Harrison.
0: <laughs> Harrison's got Harrison's this. got four of the five slots. So that means That's basically, it. I think
1: the best. Uh, song maybe I is have maybe hide that. and I I seek by Imogen Heap. I think might be the way to go. No, I don't think so. No, does, okay. for you guys. So here's what's That's so so, how so how that means,
0: means that the final spot is between me and Todd. Uh, so the the final nominees are Blower's Daughter, Ignition by R. Kelly, Bring It On Home to Me by Sam Cooke, Who Stole Her from Heaven by Pat McGee various sexual healing covers and shaggy's angel <laughs> harrison you
1: make the call i and i you know don't take this personally but uh, Scott, unfortunately, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Ignition Remix. R. Kelly. Oh, all right. R. Week.
0: Kelly that... making the final cut. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm hey. against R.
2: Kelly. I can't support oh,
0: an R. Kelly choice. Really? But you know, dude, you separate the he man is, from music. he is not a good he is not the a music, good man. man. I know. And
2: you got the Shytown connection. Man. No,
0: there's no R. Yeah, but there's no love for R. That's a whole another episode, though. I don't want to bring this episode down. You know, this is a funny episode. <laughs> so. All right. So the final five. <laughs> So number one is is crash into me or fade into you. Number one. Well, we all have crashing. Well, crash into me. You, Harrison, you have it higher. So is crash into me. Number one. Is that cool? I have. number one. I think it's number
1: one because you three the yeah, okay. Dave Matthews Band songs make the number one hit. So right. crash into okay.
0: me okay. is number all one. Right. Fade into you is two. Uh, in your eyes or let's get it on at three or four. Which one? Let's get it on. Let's in your eyes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right, and then five is oh, the fun. ignition remix. All right. So the the definitive list. Number five. Get it started with the Ignition remix by R. Kelly. Number four, then you're playing Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. It's a little early, but you still got a lot left. <laughs> In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel comes on, and hopefully she's familiar with Lloyd Dobler and she just falls for you. And number two, <laughs> it's Fade Into You, and she knows the obscure alternative rock, and she's down with Mazzy Star. And then, of course, the closer, without a doubt, anybody from our generation, it's Crash Into Me. <laughs> Hike up your skirt a little more and show me your world. Oh,
2: wow. How is that? Okay. Wow, Fitzy Shades of Lister. There it is. <laughs>
0: There, there it is. is. There's the definitive All list. Of them. And that's
1: how yep, and that's how 35-year-old white guys get it on. Right? That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Coming up on the show, still oh, gonna talk yeah. to Chris Bonanos from Vulture about his Billy Joel list. Before we do that, though, plenty of stuff to recap from this week, but really only two, you know, a few topics I just want to get you take real quick, because it's a long show. I'm sure we'll get back to these topics throughout the year. But uh on the Grammys. Uh, I had I thought Rob um, uh, Rob Sheffield summed it up best. He always does a great job, obviously for Rolling Stone. And I'm just gonna say this: he summed it up really good about the Beck the Beck thing and Beck and Kanye and and all that. And he said Beck and Beyonce made two of the best records of 1999, and that and what one album of the year then. The Santana album was smooth on it. I thought that was a great quote. So, anyway, about the Grammys and about Beckley. That, yeah. that is a good one. That's my I – mean, more, more or less sums it up. Yeah, more or less <laughs> it does sum it up, and it does sum up the Grammys. Um, you guys want – I'm sure you guys have some thoughts on, on, on what went down, obviously, at the Grammys.
1: Uh, and I just um, – you know, big shout-out to St. Vincent for winning Best Alternative. I thought that was a great choice. First female artist to win it in over 20 years, so – uh, that was the one good takeaway. Uh, but now that artists I like are winning Grammys, so that means I'm old and no longer relevant. It.
2: It <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and Todd, your take on um, uh, on it? Um, my take is, you know, look, I, I will be the first to admit Kanye's an a-hole. There's no just no argument there. Um, you know, if we're gonna talk crappy bast, crappy bastards slash crappy bastards, my my draft day band, but but musically, like I say, you separate the music from the man and Kanye has made, you know, and even Beck said it. And I think Beck is, you know, such a classy guy. you got to give him credit for basically just complimenting Kanye in the face of him, you know, spitting on his award. But, um, you know, and Beck, Beck even said Kanye has made more brilliant albums in the last five years than anyone. And that's what I, you know, that's why he's in the Crafty Bastards. But Beck made a brilliant album, Morning Phase. I can't argue with that being the album of the year and Beyonce has a good argument too, so you know, I think it all worked out as it should. So Really? That's my take. Yeah, I mean it was Yeah yeah it was interesting. I mean I don't have any problem with Morning Morning Phase was a great album.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. I uh Anyway, overall, I thought the show was relatively boring, uh, and to me, it's basically what happens when rock stars turn into bar mitzvah and wedding singers for a night. That's pretty much what happened. That's the Grammys to me. And (laughs) any thoughts on the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, you guys? I thought that was relatively boring. How about you guys?
1: Relatively boring. I thought it was um, the most interesting halftime show they've had know, Well, probably ever. Oh, <laughs> I don't think... Well, no, no. Maybe, no, no, I'll take that back. Since, since Prince, uh, I think it was probably the best one since Prince. Hmm. would be my... All right. Why yeah. did you think it was that good? I'm yeah. surprised. Just, I mean, I just that think good. that the spectacle of it, it matched the occasion, which is rare on those things. And especially after the last few years where it's been really old artists doing the show... Having something that's more contemporary, I think. Oh, it was
2: um... Bruno Mars last year. He was young. Okay, well,
1: uh, okay. Obviously, Bruno Todd Mars.
0: Like, Bruno Mars. Broader... I'm just saying it yeah. wasn't that old. No, Bruno I Mars. Know. Bruno Mars should do
1: it every year. That's my. That's oh, my okay, correct. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. My... What? That's... I
1: thought the spectacle was pretty cool. I thought it, it was visually interesting. Um... I thought
2: I. I well, I, I just. Thought, I, it's funny. I thought Missy Elliott stole the show. <laughs> yes, she oh, did. Yeah, that's sure. my feeling. Oh yeah. I feel like Katy Roll Perry was very weak. And kind of a flimsy performer. And Missy Elliott was really strong and impressive. Todd, I love that
0: you bring that up because that was my takeaway was that Katy Perry – she ain't no Madonna. She she's she's no you she's know not she's not Beyonce. Gaga. She's not Beyonce. She doesn't dance. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah that that was that, that was definitely apparent. Yeah that was definitely apparent. She doesn't have the moves and the stage presence that those artists do. I, yeah stage presence is yeah. fair because I haven't seen her solo show, but yeah I would think that uh, that that you know Madonna Gaga Beyonce different caliber because of the dance moves and choreography that they bring to the show. As you can tell, I'm trying out to be a, so you think you can dance judge next year. So if anybody's interested in hiring me, uh, (laughs) Nigel, if you're listening, I'm available. Anyway guys, uh, let's get to our guest Joining us now on Twisted Lister To uh, complete the Billy Joel conversation That started last week, very timely Chris Bonanno, senior editor of New York Magazine In Vulture this week Wrote an article, The Complete Works Ranking all 121 Billy Joel songs Of course we had an in-depth conversation About River of Dreams last week So very fitting to have Chris here today Who spent a lot of time uh, listening to, to Billy Joel How long did it take you to compile this, this list, by the way, Chris?
3: Probably about three months. Wow! Uh, no, nights and weekends. It was not happening at the office all day long because my colleague <laughs> killed me.
0: Did you go to? <laughs> did you? Uh, did you end up going to any of the shows at the Garden?
3: No, I haven't seen them in many, many years. Okay. Uh, uh, I mu- I was thinking it might be time again, but this was all just just the recording. So, and it was the shows at the Garden,
0: which were kind of the impetus for the the article, right? It wasn't just ra- some <laughs> random Billy Joel kick.
3: No, so, no, the, the feeling was he's 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 in the air lately, you know, with all the garden shows, plus that great profile of him in the New Yorker, plus the sort of general uh, kind of reassessment of his career that's going on right now. Um, you know, people are, everyone who was big in the 70s is getting looked at again, right?
0: That's right, we yeah. saw, yes, ELO performed at the Grammys. I wasn't sure what that was all about. Yeah, but exactly. yeah. yeah there you go. Exactly. Uh, and cutting to the chase, your number one was uh, was scenes from Italian restaurant, right? Am I right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Number one was scenes from Italian restaurant. Well, so, what was the? We'll go into the criteria, and then I'll let you know the Todd and Harrison chime in with some questions too. Um, but what was the criteria? How did How did scenes from Italian restaurant get the
3: crown? Well, of course, because it's the best one. <laughs> Naturally,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Well, See,
0: three months. Sense. There must have been some kind of analytical diagnosis here of of Billy Joel. You know, I mean, and Just it, be it, more serious. It, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I I mean, what, what, you know, how I mean, how at the, at the end did you decide? Because I know, I, I we should first score my number one. I think my, my number one is Captain Jack. I love that song. And maybe it's because it's not a hit in that I love that song. But that's my number 1. Harrison Todd, what's your what,
1: what's your number 1? I, I you know, I'm going to I'm going to show my blandness and go with Piano Man. I just, you know, that's what I grew up on. That was that was the song that the album that we had in the house. So that's the one for me. And Todd Man, I, I didn't. I didn't uh, pick my number one, but I would say. Um, <laughs> I know, that's, this is it's, the it's show I do countdown lists of music and artists. Ah, and we're talking to somebody who did countdown I, list of Billy Joel. I, I, I did a thorough analysis okay. of
2: Billy Joel, but I, I would say actually, <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, I would say um, "Summer Highland Falls." I love that song, and I Whoa. and uh, I know Chris mentioned it in his uh, on his list. I think it fell in around number twenty six or so. Um, but I discovered that song in college, which is funny because I started listening to Billy Joel when I was much younger, but when I was in college I listened to the Songs from the Attic uh, live album, which is a great album, and I think Chris got at this in, in what he wrote, but the, a lot of the songs do come across better live than they do in the studio, and I think that that uh, the Songs from the Attic uh, out live album is a testament to that, so I that's was, when I discovered that song, and I, I'm a big fan of it. I always
3: got the impression that, that, that Songs song from that. the Attic was meant for that. It was a lot of songs that had been recorded in studio versions that he was unhappy with and that he re-recorded live because they were better later on. Also he got older, he got better uh, as a performer, he matured as an artist and uh, the later live recordings are possibly better for that reason too. Um, anyway, to answer your question, and by the way, I respect all your number one choices even though you're all wrong.
2: <laughs> That's good. Hey? That's what this
0: show's all about. Disagreeing. Hey, That's you, fine. You,
2: you fit right in on the lister. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, That's what we're saying every week. We respect each other, but we know the others are wrong. <laughs>
3: That's true. Um, well, in this case, it's really true because you are wrong. Uh, I I, uh, I, would say that I chose Seeds from the Italian restaurant. Um, because it it hits his strengths, um, but it is also ambitious as a song. That is, like, Just the Way You Are is a a successful pop song by far, by just about any measure. But it also is not very um, adventurous in terms of form. It's a straight-ahead ballad. Seems for Italian Restaurant also succeeds at what he does, in just about every way, but it's also much more ambitious. It's long, it's got three parts, it changes tone a couple of times, it interweaves these three little stories. Um, You know, it's like some of the, uh, I mean, it's it's funny to mention them in the same breath with like Sgt. Pepper or something like that, but it has some of the complexity of um, A Day in Life, let's say. Um, and, in fact, he's a huge Beatles fan. He's acknowledged huge influence from them, and I wonder if he was thinking about that. It
0: makes sense. I, I want to cut to the chase um, with, with – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, yeah. Continue, That's a, no. Those are, those are valid arguments, but you're wrong. Uh, isn't that fair to – nobody <laughs> – uh, it's Captain Jack is number one. That's my favorite song. But anyway, uh, no, I want to cut to – my concern, and then I'm going to back out of the conversation – is is our discussion about River of Dreams Which came up last week When Harrison And Harrison you you, you brought up River of Dreams Because you picked Lullaby as a song A good song at parenting Or a good song about, you know, for parenting and about parenting Which was which was true And then you kind of backed away And you didn't really support me on my River of Dreams uh, Where I tried to give River of Dreams a little bit of cred And then it was funny because As I was looking at the, the column on Vulture The first comment was Any Billy Joel fan doesn't recognize River of Dreams So uh, uh, what was you, you, went back, you obviously listened to river of dreams among everything else. Uh, do you agree with the, those sentiments, Chris? Um, uh,
3: it is not my favorite album. Well, that, uh, that's understandable. Uh, yeah. it's <laughs> um, <I> diplomatic. <laughs> it, it's uneven. It is not his worst album. I will say that. Um, would you my, say
2: 52nd street? That's my pick, but
3: no, no, not at all. That's
2: that's <laughs> no, no. Oh,
1: yeah. okay.
3: Um, I, uh, no, I, I, I bring the hammer down on Stormfront. Oh, no, that's, oh, see, interesting. And see, that, see, that's
1: a problem for us because we were all about in sixth or seventh grade, right. uh, when that sixth grade, when that album came out. Yeah, I know, think it's, it's a generational generation. So we were because, yeah. just becoming socially aware and Billy Joel was the biggest thing in rock and roll at the time. So that album kind of wears differently on us. And
3: I, I just, uh, I just reference. Well, I'm a half a generation older than you guys. I was uh, in college when it came out, and um, right then was the peak of the grunge revolution. It was 1990. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were all listening to, like,
1: you Mountains know, the Chains. first
3: Nirvana yeah. album, yeah. and yeah, that kind of thing, and, uh, and late 80s, post-punk, you know, Husker Du was in the air. And here comes this very, very processed, very, very produced album with, like, the Downeaster Alexa on it. It was the least Uh punk thing
0: imaginable. We have a lot (laughs) lot of respect for Downeaster Alexa. In fact, I think the conversation started last week because I brought up the obscure (laughs) fact that uh, I said that Billy Joel, after this year, will likely be the only... Parent-child combo, with the exception (laughs) of possibly the Dillons. I don't know if Jacob Dillon has played – but that, to play Bonnaroo because Alexa Ray Joel played Bonnaroo back in the day and now Billy Joel is headlining Bonnaroo. So I think they're going to be the only parent-child combo with the exception of probably – Jacob Dylan. I don't think the Wallflowers ever played it, but Jacob Dylan, as a solo artist uh, might have done it. So that's how this whole thing started. So there is some respect for Downeaster Alexa and like Harrison <laughs> said, but that's, that's, a gen, that's definitely a generational thing. That's true. You aren't going to listen to pop shit that, you know. I think my
1: Max River or James I only thought about it is like the way, that you, you know, I think the way that Dark Side of the Moon can sink to out uh, to uh, Wizard of Oz, you can take Dark uh, River of James and sink it to the Lion King, and get a pretty good result. <laughs> have you, <laughs> it do- is, have, it's, you it's, uh, have you have you done it's, that? It's, it's Joel, is I guess is what I could what I could call.
3: It. But, um, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was yeah. going to say I Harrison. No
3: one's that. ever going to attempt that, so you're safe. No one's ever want Well, until I get off this call, and then the moment <laughs> yeah. it ends, but you... I'm going over to the E yeah. player. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to erase the wonderful soundtrack of The Lion King. I mean, come on, why would you want to do that? That's right. And then
1: yeah. you, know, you have Piano Man versus hand Piano that's
0: Man what. Yeah, better idea, Harrison is a mashup, a Lion King River of Dreams mashup, and then Elton John and Billy Joel can perform it no, live. None of
1: these are so a, a, none of these are good right. ideas. So, <laughs> so it that can be a better idea. All right. Uh,
2: well, so I think Chris has a good yeah. point. I think he has a good point about, uh, and that's what's interesting about, you know, we talk about generational differences all, or, or half-generational differences all the time, but I imagine if the three of us were in college when Stormfront came out, we'd probably have a much different idea and probably a lesser opinion of the album. So I think yeah, that's an interesting that's point because, you know, at the age the age we were at, we weren't really concerned with production values or lack thereof. And so, you know, I thought we didn't spread the fire was a great song, just as I did down Easter Alexa. And I go to extremes. I go to
0: extremes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but Chris, I, I love what Chris said about I don't go go to extremes. Like listeners have to go check. We'll link to the list that he did, he did. but the, what he said about i go to extremes was hilarious it was basically like yeah i'm a jerk sometimes but sometimes i can be a nice guy that applies to 75 of the population <laughs> oh, chris you
0: know what i've got another favorite i where did you rank one of my obscure favorites todd do you remember i've, I've discussed yeah. this song with you and i don't know where it ranks on your list uh, we're talking chris. running on ice yes running on <laughs> running oh. on ice oh that
1: came in for you that way
0: yeah because i thought about it. i go to extremes chris i mean running on ice it's uh it's the question is do you want to symbolize it as a hockey song or a figure skating song and i like to think of it as a <laughs> hockey song uh but i guess if you think of it as a figure skating song then it ranks lower uh so chris i guess you would you decided it's a figure skating song is that correct or neither decided i decided
3: it, I, I i decided that it was um i want to write pressure again but i can't call it pressure <laughs>
2: yeah, that makes sense. I like, actually, I like what you said about pressure. It was pretty funny reading that. Cause it was like, there's a lot of pressure in this song, and it's all about, well, pressure. It was, it was great how you wrote it.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I felt bad about that, and I'll tell you why. Because pressure oh, is I a song funny. that when I was in the seventh grade, or however old I was when it came around, I thought it was the greatest thing ever written. And listening to it over and over through the call it three months when I was putting this thing together. I got I got more and more embarrassed that I ever liked it it, <laughs> oh. it just went slowly sour on the whole song <laughs> oh.
2: yeah, but, I love it, that that's that's the beauty of you know music the perspective (laughs) you know i found myself i found myself
0: going the opposite way on a lot of music i've become a much nicer critic with music as i've gotten older and more respectful like i i there was a lot of stuff Ah, i wasn't into when i was younger like uh you know I've, i've talked a lot about like rem was a band that i i didn't really get into just because as a teenager there's some stuff you like and some stuff you don't and rem was a band i wasn't into now I really I love R.E.M. and I think and I because, and there's uh, some other examples of that too. So
3: it's most things I get more open to. Yeah, uh, just individuals. Certain songs suffer from the replaying. I used to have the same experience. I ran a film series when I was in college, and you know when you were running the film, you'd see it four times in two days. And some hold up beautifully and get better, and some really don't. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So was that your methodology for
1: this list? Did you re-listen to everything, or did you have a pretty good idea of where some stuff was going to go and other stuff you just kind of had to figure out?
3: The hits, you know, the ones that I've played a thousand times, heard a thousand times on the radio, when they were new, uh, you know, I, I listened to them again multiple times, but I didn't really have to form my opinions of them. My opinions of them were far too well formed already. <laughs> um, but the stuff you don't think of every day, you know, the album cuts and the singles, which there were more of than I realized, um, I had to listen to quite a lot of times. You know, I think everything went through at least three, four, five playings, and some things much more. Like an album like River of Dreams, which I didn't know as well as the rest. Uh, I, that's a shame. I, I, that's a shame. I, <laughs> um, I, you know, I played it a lot. Yeah. And, uh, how'd that, and, that's also a shame. Yeah, how'd that, how'd that <laughs> go
0: over with the family and the coworkers and everybody else around you?
3: Well, yeah, My the real hero of this project is my wife, Ellen. Um, <laughs> for three months, every weekend, heard almost nothing else. She, <laughs> 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 uh... She's yeah. a saint. <laughs> a patient, high-quality person. Yes, <laughs> and she didn't believe me. Um, uh, she was mostly along for the ride. Too. You know, she grew up in Queens, same time I did in the '70s and '80s. So, she, uh, we, she, she speaks this language as well. So is that? I mean, is that the other thing with Billy Joel
1: too? Is he? Re- I mean, I, I, I've said this before on the show too with him, and I think that he is very much an artist of his time and place. That, yeah. and, and and you know we haven't heard a new album from him since 1993 and maybe there's maybe he's one of the few artists who appreciated their time and place as much as their fans as his fans did i mean that's my theory mm-hmm. i'd like to think he still has good music but maybe he knew when when he was done i don't know
3: talked about this but, in that profile that ran in the spring mm-hmm. uh, that the new yorker ran he um which i probably shouldn't be plugging the competition but it's so good <laughs> anybody who wants to to read it. Um, And he was explicit about that. He said, you know, I felt like I've given people a lot of my life in lyrics, and I think I'm tired of it. I I just don't want to do it anymore. And I will say that if you don't have anything to say anymore, Shutting up is a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's rare that an artist recognizes that Madonna. (laughs) Madonna does not
0: recognize that, obviously. (laughs) Uh, And you know, you get guys. I
3: mean, I won't I won't name names, but you can think of twenty artists off the top of your head who were popular in the sixties and seventies and just kept making albums. Mm -hmm. They put one out every two years. People buy it, but nobody cares. (laughs) You know? Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean, the, the flip side of that is there are artists like Mellencamp and Petty who still put out stuff that's, that's decent, so there's a flip side to it also. And, and Todd made sure to go see Fogarty at, uh, at hey, uh, Jazz you know to see her, the new that's stuff. Right. So. That's
1: right, yeah. that's right. Well, Fogarty, yeah.
0: but, but Fogarty had done some decent stuff, but then he did, when once you do the covers of your own, the album, which is the covers of your own stuff, that's when it's when it's all over, uh, and he did
2: come out with that. <laughs> yeah. you know. You should stop putting out new stuff at that point. I yeah.
0: Guess. So, uh, Todd, any anything else to add? Any any I know you had you you had done ample research well, on this, Todd. Well, I
2: just I, I wanted to there were two things I wanted to ask about. But one was uh, you mentioned in, in your write up which and I thought this was interesting, and you mentioned at the beginning of, of, of this about uh, like critics' perception of Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to ask you about how you think and this this recent kind of historical revision, so I wanted to ask you how you think history will view him, and I guess both from a general public standpoint and a critical standpoint, if, if you think that'll change, or, um, or and what that perception is.
3: He is somebody who, as as you guys know, was really beat up by the critics, in when he was in his prime, um, unfairly so, I think, in most cases. Although, you know, there was always enough schlock and enough cheese on every album. <laughs> something yeah. for them to chew on. Um, but, you know, uh, especially since he went quiet, mm-hmm. and especially as people have been able to get some distance from the fact that he's, he was ubiquitous on the radio, um, his reputation has slowly started to climb. I think what people are realizing is that he is never going to be and was not the rocker he wanted to be. He Mm. really wanted to be um, a rock star. You can hear it in songs like Big Shot or Close to the Borderline or any of those. And in fact, what he is, is a great pop star. Um, You know, if he had come along during the Great American Songbook era... He might have been, um, you know, uh, either writing the way writing for for other people, you know, the way the way I don't know, you know, uh, Harold Arlen did, um, or Johnny Mercer, um, or making records of other people's songwriting, like you know, Tony Bennett, let's say. Uh, but he's from the singer songwriter, so he did both, and you know, what he was really good at was the sort of modern pop standard. Just the Way You Are would have been a perfect song for Synoptra to record. Um, If it had been written 20 years earlier, it probably would have been. Uh, so he, in a way, maybe came along at the wrong time. Hmm. Um, yeah. What I think is I being... I think that's an interesting point. Yeah. What I think is being recognized, though, is that his, his softer stuff like the ballads and the power pop is better than when he tries to rock out. And I suspect that's the stuff for which he's going to be remembered. Things like "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant or Just the Way You Are or, um, or um, you know, in the case of power pop, like Moving Out or a song that I ranked in the top five on my list that nobody remembers, Sleeping with the Television On. Oh. Which is a great, great early '80s power pop tune. <laughs> uh, it's got good lyrics. It's like it's like a lost Elvis Costello record or something. It's uh, it's it's great. Nobody knows it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went back and
2: listened to it, and I'm, I'm that's part of what I enjoyed about your list was those kinds of gems that you go back and listen to. I don't think I'd ever heard it, and I, I really enjoyed it when I was
3: it's back It's a good and song. Listening. There are two I got to stick up high on the list that I was pleased. at sort of. Yanking out of the box, it was that one, and uh, uh, I don't want to be alone anymore, which is really an Elvis Costello song. <laughs> I mean, it almost—it almost sounds. Like it's got an organ, you know. It's, uh, it really sounds like something on *Seriously* or something.
1: Well, can, can I ask? Can you bring us, Chris? Can you bring us full circle here and tell us what is the best Billy Joel song to make out to? <laughs> <laughs> For our Valentine's uh,
3: Day yeah. special, yeah, good, good question,
0: home. Harrison. Good question.
3: Uh, yeah, wait, yeah, like, give me a minute to think about this because uh, it's not <laughs> lo- th- the
1: way you are. Yeah, yeah always a woman. I nominated only the good die young. That was my <laughs> you Yeah, uh, I, well,
3: yeah. Like, it depends, you know, exactly what your gal is like. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I date roller girls, so that's yeah. <laughs>
3: you know, I would say. Uh, well you know it's not it's not going to be um, um. sometimes a fantasy I'll tell you that much <laughs> um, I would say it might be one of the 50s retro ones you know like an innocent man because they're pretty okay um, yeah. just the way you are might work
2: she's always a woman
3: yeah way. right, like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: the yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that works well. But you know, what? she's always a woman. Upon re-listening, I have to say I was re-listening to it this morning. No, point. Todd, don't and ruin that like, song. Don't ruin. It. It. No, Todd, uh, don't. I, don't I, oh, are you, don't ru- Do you not want me to ruin no, it? No, ruin it.
0: You know what? That's a perfect. Ruin the song. This is this is what it's all about. This is what the internet's all about. Over this critique. Go for it. Yeah, go for it, Todd. Go
2: for I it. I just felt like you listen to the song and you're like, this woman is awful. <laughs> so
3: it's got it's got a it's got a little bit of a misogynist streak.
2: Yeah, oh, it does, exactly. And that's why I thought you made such a good point, Chris, in, the, in your write-up about Bob Dylan, because people have always accused Dylan of being misogynistic and stuff like Idiot Wind. And, you know, I thought that this had a hint of, and just like a woman, I thought it reminded me just of that. It seems like a sequel, almost.
0: Well... Chris anyway, sorry yeah, to that's all right that's all right well Chris bubble, but we decent- we enjoyed the list and we we obviously enjoy any kind of musical critique on this show so we we definitely thank you for taking some time to join us uh Chris Bonanos whose article uh is on Vulture on com, and it's a complete works ranking all 121 Billy Joel songs congrats on putting in the three months of work and and hopefully people check it out and agree and disagree I'm sure you've seen some harsh critique from the uh, the article right
3: I will say that the Twitter action was mostly—it it was a lot, a lot more positive, or at least respectful, than there was um, trashing me. But there were comments out there that suggested that I'm, I had. Uh, that, that were top. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thanks so much, Chris. Hey, I,
2: I think in this day and age, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty successful.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. enjoyed the list. Oh,
0: but, uh, oh, one more question for you, Chris. Any more? Any more lists like this? I mean, this is you know a complete works list. You now,
3: well, yeah. Um, we were discussing this in the office because uh, for the for the bald reason that this was this uh this was a big traffic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you want the clicks, right? So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, sixty thousand Facebook shares and still going up. Well, I hope you do more uh, of these. We we all hope you do. There there is talk of another one. I uh, if you have suggestions, I'm hearing them.
0: <laughs> we'll, we we do hey we do lists every single week so we'll we'll gladly send you you know what we do and uh, you know maybe one will click with with you
3: guys yeah. and, uh the,
2: the guys know and... I'm a I'm a huge Springsteen fan so yeah. that would be I would be I would lo- I would definitely read a Springsteen countdown well that
3: that... a legitimate idea the the key seems to be you need somebody who's polarizing um, yeah. you know you couldn't do like like the Rolling Stones. No, Does most I think generally it, acknowledge that the Rolling Stones are a great band, whereas a lot of people think Billy Joel's great.
0: Right. Well, that's I th- I think most true. bands true. are polarizing. I think the only artist who's not polarizing, who I I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't like this artist. I think Tom Petty is the most unpolarizing of the. Upper echelon of classic rock artists. You think REM, U2, even Springsteen, even Dylan. There are definitely haters out there. I feel like Petty. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't it be
2: the Beatles? I feel like it'd be the Beatles. They're really? Like the you most,
0: think there are they're haters like the? On whole the whole of Beatles. No, no, there are no. no haters for the Beatles. Oh no. Oh, I was no excluding. One. I'm sorry. I was excluding the Beatles and Stones from.
2: I was excluding. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right, excluding okay. Beatles and Stones. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Once well, you put that in there. All
0: right.
2: So, yeah. Two
3: is not a bad yeah,
2: Petty. idea. <laughs> Who'd you say U2? You
3: but I feel like you is not a bad you idea.
1: You
2: too would be a great idea.
0: Oh,
3: right now, they're Don't yeah, they are polarizing. Yeah, they
0: are very polarizing. <laughs> On
3: our show, we um, had a lot of.
0: You got to plug. You got to plug our podcast if you do you too. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, uh, Chris, we enjoyed the list. We enjoyed having you today, and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, we'll have you back some other time for a list about you too.
3: Okay, a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thank you. I want to thank Chris Bonanos for joining us on the show, and thanks for listening. TwistedListPod.com is where you can find out more. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at TwistedListPod. Email us TwistedLister69 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.